We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Welcome back to another thrilling installment of the podcast. Thrilling, yes, we. Uh, okay, so I know it's been a long time since we've done a podcast, but but not a lot has been going on. So uh, you know, just to put things in reference, uh, for those of you listening in the future, the Giants won the World Series on November first, and uh, and when it happened, I was thrilled. I was excited. You know, I lived in this area my whole life. I was it was great to see the hometown kids win the the big show. The big shoe. And then the day after or the day of, all the fans came out. And boy, do they suck. You know, uh, there's a, a forum thread on the MaximumFun.org message board where they talk about uh, have fans of a thing made you hate the thing? Well, Yes. Uh, I, I do not care if the Giants never win another game in my life. Uh, I, I don't, I, I, losing is the best thing they could do for me because I tell you, uh, them winning and more importantly, the parade after just attracted just the biggest conglomeration of losers. And, and I don't want to go so far as to call my coworkers losers. But there were people who took time off of work to go and look at the parade. Most, I would say, almost everybody that I worked with did this. Of course, I'm a contractor, and so I only get paid if I work, which is kind of a weird... It's sort of weird to be back at hourly again, uh, I guess because I had just been in the mindset of salaried for so long, but... Hourly, like, I'm just not used to being a contractor and working hourly. It's great because it's like, hey, man, I'm not going to work overtime because you won't authorize it, so I ain't doing it. So see you later. But on the other hand, um, it, it is kind of weird because you do feel like you're back in an hourly job, you know, you feel like you're back flipping burgers or, you know, something where you got to clock in and you got to clock out. And I know that like nobody's keeping track and there's a whole subset of people who just do hourly work all the time. But it is for somebody who's been doing contracting or uh, full time as long as I have, it is an odd feeling to get back into. And it, it totally colors your vision of um, holidays, right? Because it's like, oh, you know, um, uh, normally, I would be thrilled to get out early during Thanksgiving, but it's like, hey, you know, I, I'm a contractor. My contract's up in like a couple of months. I need to, you know, make hay while the sun shines, and uh, I need to work as much as I can. So I guess it, I'm happy to take a break and get out early for Thanksgiving. But on the other hand, it's just sort of like I, I don't know. I I'd rather get paid. And for what I'm making now, you know, back in the old days, uh, when I was working at service merchandise and um, throwing broken shit down the conveyor belt and, you know, uh, that sort of thing, uh, it was, you know, you're, you were making 10 bucks an hour and you were like, well, if I work an extra, you know, four hours, I could do something with this. But now I'm making enough money where I'm like, 
hey, man, if I just work another hour, I could buy something cool, you know, as opposed to just, you know, a half-eaten sandwich. So, yes, so it's all very weird. Oh, anyway, back to the parade. Oh, my God. So people, most of the people took off time to go, and everybody, you know, this is the thing. Everybody always talks about, oh, I'm totally swamped. Oh, I've got so much work. Oh, I can't do it. And yet, time for a parade. Now, here's why this is stupid. First of all, for this Giants parade, and I would say for almost every parade that's worth its salt, people have been lining up for a very long time. So this whole casual, like, I'm just going to stroll down and you know, check out the parade, you know, whatever. Really? You're not going to be able to see anything because people have been camped out there since 4 a.m. So I don't know what you think you're going to get out of it. And then, second of all, Parades are for children, right? Like, you know, parades were fun when it was, you know, a float going by. Or better yet, you know, uh, we uh, went to Toys R Us and I got to sit on my dad's shoulders while they did a parade of Star Wars characters. Like, dudes dressed up in the real deal suits paraded by down a line of Toys R Us. Those were the days, man. That was awesome. 1977, they just walked down the toy aisle, and, and, and again, real suits, not like, you know, crappy recreations, the real deal. But nowadays, of course, I wouldn't go to see that. I'd be like, eh, crowds, whatever. And third of all, especially for sporting parades, um, what are you going to see? You're going to see guys waving, right? It's like, look, I like the sport. I like the guys who play the sport. I want to see them play the sport. I don't want to see them just waving. I, I, no, I, you're seeing somebody do something that isn't the thing that they're good at. I mean, that would be like me going to the porn awards and seeing, uh, you know, some broad give a speech and thank her parents for best anal gangbang. And I'm like, no, I don't, I want to see you naked fucking. I don't want to see you talking. Why would I go to a, a porno parade? But, of course, the flip side of that is, at least at the porno awards, you might get a blowjob from somebody. You get uh, one of the porn stars drunk, maybe you're going to get somewhere. I guarantee you, uh, Buster Posey is not going to hop down off the float and play a game of catch with you, or give you a blowjob. It's not going to happen. So, and, and, and I knew people, I, I had one person who sent me an email because I had scheduled a conference call with a bunch of people. We really had to get this thing done. She sent me an email. She was like, oh, are you going to cancel the meeting because of the parade? No, no, I'm not because I'm not 12. If I was 12 and had scheduled a conference call, then, uh, yeah, I might. Yeah, you know, I would say, look, fellers, this is very important, this parade. I gotta go. And then we had one guy, and I get it. He's a diehard baseball Giants fanatic. I get it. He took the day off from work to go to the parade. And it was weird, too, because uh, I take Bart into uh, San Francisco. The parking lot was jammed at 8 a.m., and... I don't know who all these people are who can just take off from work to go to a parade. And I have to say, too, it's great that, you know, you love your team and all. But I feel like a lot of people are wearing Giants gear where it may not be, you know, dress code. And look, I'm not the dress code Nazi, but I'm just sort of like, you know what, dude, they won. It's over. Go back to your regular clothing. You don't have to wear a Giants thing every day to work. So anyway, just in recap, if they go zero and 150, 
56 games or however many they play. Fine. Don't care. Never win another one ever because you just keep those asshole fans out of my face. So in personal news, um, I, I have been, I am now 40 and I'm not happy about it. And I'm losing my hair like crazy now. Uh, I guess my body just said, oh, you're 40. Fuck it. You don't need this anymore. And I, I, you know, you, you live a long time and you feel like you're learning things. And so, you know, like, uh, I don't know, maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, I started uh, when I got my hair cut, I paid attention because, you know, whenever they ask you, well, what do you want in a haircut? I just sort of like, I don't know this, but shorter. I don't know. And then they always ask you like, well, how long has it been since your last haircut? I don't know. I'm not even sure what I did yesterday. Do you think I really paid attention to my haircut six weeks ago? I don't know. So I've, I've been trying to pay attention. So I went in and I said, uh, I, I, the last time I, or, or not the two times ago, I went in. And uh, she said, well, what do you want? And I said, oh, um, well, last time they used the number four clippers. And she was like, okay. And, you know, she did her business and that was great. So then the, the last time I went in, I, I, I said, he said, what do you want? And I said, well, last time I had the number four clippers. And he said, okay. And here's a tip for all of you. You need to be more specific than that because he took the number four clippers and did my whole head in number four clippers. Now, what I did not realize is most of the time they do clippers on the side and then cut like an inch off the top. See, you learn. Now, of course, I've got uh, the Bruce Willis haircut from Die Hard, uh, but... Uh, you know, hey, it'll grow out. No big deal. But it's just crazy that it, it's taken me this long to learn all this stuff. So uh, another thing I'm going to try now is I see a lot of people at work with exercise balls instead of chairs. And it's supposed to help with your posture and all this. I, I find that uh, I, the reason I'm going to try it is because I find that I lean on the arms uh, too much. And they say that's bad for you. And, and it does. I, I feel out of whack uh, at the end of the day. But uh, I've been so I've been trying it at home, and it's it's ridiculously fun to bounce up and down on the ball. And I just I'm I'm having this fantasy that people are going to come by my desk and try and talk to me, and I'm just going to be like hippity hoppitying in my cube, and then they're just going to be like, I can't I can't take you seriously when you do that, and I'd be like, What are you talking about? I think it's perfectly normal to do it, and and. <laughs> And I'm just going to be bouncing away like a maniac, and they're just going to be like, no, stop it, you're making me seasick. So that's my fantasy. Uh, I, I'm going to go, the, the one I have now is a little too small, so i got to go get me a bigger one so I can reach the keyboard. Uh, but uh, yes, I will probably be hippity-hoppitying all the way to work, and it'll be good times. Oh, and in video game news, uh, I recently finished uh, Bioshock 2, and of course, if you've seen the video game episode of this podcast, you know I, I think Bioshock is the greatest game ever made. Bioshock 2 does not disappoint. That I, I, If you love the, the first one, the second one is, uh, you know, the same environment and the same atmosphere, and it's slightly different take, but, oh, oh, and the underwater effects are fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, if you like that sort of thing, get that. Also, uh, I've been playing uh, Guns and Glory on the iPhone. Boy, the iPhone, to me, has really turned into a gaming platform that's just so much fun. Uh, I never thought I would love... 
a handheld gaming device as much as I love the iPhone. And I don't care what kind of phone you got. Somebody's making games for it that are in their marketplace. Uh, go find out. The one crazy thing, though, about the iPhone is they are essentially Flash-based games. I mean, they're not doing anything drastically different than what a Flash-based game is. But Flash-based games are usually free, and yet tons of people pay money for the iPhone version of these Flash-based games. And it's, it's, it's a crazy... It's a crazy... I mean, I realize it's just a dollar, but the idea of you'll play one for free, but the other one you'll pay for, but if somebody said, here's a Flash-based game, you wouldn't pay for it. So it's, a, it's an interesting uh, uh, delineation marketplace there of, of what you will pay for and what you won't. In television news, I just watched the finale to The Venture Brothers... Man, do I love that TV show. So uh, if you have not seen the Venture Brothers yet, uh, the first uh, four seasons are on DVD. Watch it now. Good stuff. In office news, I tried uh, using one of those exercise balls as a chair. And, you know, I, I did it with the typical hubris that I do everything. Like, I'll look around and I'll see a bunch of people doing it and I'll think, well, well hey, if they can do it, I can do it. No big deal. So I get myself an exercise ball from Target. By the way, $10 exercise ball, Target. Uh, Unfortunately, they don't have the biggest size possible. Uh, And so you're a little lower than you need to be. But anyway, so I tried out the, the exercise ball. Boy, was that a mistake. Oh, my God. Because, you know, even just the act of sitting on an exercise ball works balls works you out, right? I mean, and it's, and it's your, what is that? The abductors, the, the, the bits of your legs that, that holds your legs together, which if you're a virgin, God, that's got to be sore. That's got to be sore all the time. Like if you want virginity, just your abductors have either got to be huge or just wore the fuck out. It's just like, fine, fuck me. I don't care. I'm tired of trying to keep my legs closed all this goddamn time. But, you know, and then theoretically, though, it's uh, uh, a virgin's legs has got to be like a crocodile's jaws, right? Like not not so strong opening, but man, you could crush a beer can with one of those things. Boom. By the way, uh, crushing beer cans, not a thing anymore, right? Like, A, they're not made out of tin. So who cares? Anybody can do that. You would never want to crush a full beer can. That would just be a waste. And see, any recycler, which is, I think, the original reason why people did it, will take non-crushed cans. So, look, virgins, A, sex is super awesome and it doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, God's not going to smite you. B, we don't need crushed cans anymore. So, go ahead and open your legs. And, in fact, uh, I'm sure uh, your vagina smells terrible. Air it out, Right? In fact, uh, it's been proven that uh, penises uh, have the odor-fighting bacteria of semen um, to uh, make your vagina smell better. And really, isn't that, you know, you you can't get more green than a better-smelling vagina. Because, look, we all talk about noise pollution and air pollution. I'm talking about smell pollution, okay? It's just as bad as that bitch at work who puts on too much cologne, your stinky pussy, offends my senses. And you know it. You know you go into work, right? And you're like, okay, someone did not clean out the fridge. Oh, wait. It's the virgin. Stinky pussy. True story. 
Oh, anyway, so I'm at work and I'm on the exercise ball and I was, like I say, cavalier about the whole thing. I, I almost threw away my chair. I almost was like, ah, I don't need this anymore. I'm just going to ride the ball all day. It's going to be awesome. And to be fair, I did try it out at home and just the sheer hippity hoppiness, hippity hoppiness of, of, uh, of doing it was fantastic. It's like a trampoline for your ass. And who doesn't love a trampoline? It's like a bouncy house for your nutsack. Awesome. Uh. So I tried it out at home. I was like, oh, yeah, I totally got to do this at work. So I did it at work, and I did it for like six or seven hours, and I was just like, damn, my virginity muscles are fucking killing me. This is awful. And, and they're still hurting. I haven't been on the ball in like, I don't know, four or five days. Still hurt. But my vagina smells amazing. You're welcome. In movie news... I've been watching uh, a lot of movies uh, lately, all on my iPhone. And by the way, iPhone users, actually, I'll take that back, all users of everything uh, computerific. You gotta get yourself the VLC application. It allows you to play all kinds of files uh, within this one app. So you don't need to download all these different codecs and all these different things. You can do it right from the VLC, which means if you have a flash file, you can try it, you know, you can play it on your phone. If you have, uh, uh, you know, any kind of you know, DivX, any kind of crazy encoders, you can play it on your phone and you, and it's free. So you can get it for the iPhone. You can get it, uh, for any, any platform you want. And, uh, it's great if you enjoy, uh, pirating, uh, movies off the internet, which, of course, I'm supposed to say not to do. Uh, it, it will play just about anything you want. And I think you can get it from any for any phone you want, too. So if you want to watch movies on your phone. And so I have been watching a lot of movies on my phone. Um, so I've been watching um, Anvil, the story of Anvil, which is a documentary about uh, 80s heavy metal band Anvil and how they're trying to make a comeback uh, and how that's uh, sort of not going so great. And then uh, also... Um, Winnebago Man. Winnebago Man is actually really good. It's, it's, uh, starts out to be a documentary about, it starts out to be a documentary about the world's angriest man. You've seen him on YouTube. He does the, uh, Winnebago infomercial where they took all the outtakes out of it and, you know, where he's swearing and yelling at people and they just edited them together and they, they put it up on YouTube. Uh, so there's that. Uh, uh, but, but, it, it evolves, the movie evolves into something else, which is, uh, it becomes a buddy story between, uh, the Winnebago man and his friend. And then, then it actually gets really good and it, and it changes a lot. Uh, so I, I would recommend, uh, Winnebago man. Um, uh, Anvil is, is okay. Uh, I tried watching Strip Tease. Uh, with uh, Demi Moore and her boob job. And once you see her topless, there's really no reason to watch the rest of the movie. I mean, the, the entire premise of the movie is so ridiculous that you, you can't even watch it. So there's, uh, okay, that. And then I watched uh, Snakes on a Plane, which is ridiculous and I cannot recommend. Um, it's, it's, it's just so stupid. I mean, the idea that... Uh, the, the snakes uh, will immediately attack some people and then other times just kind of linger and sort of stare them in the face. And then they have this whole like snake cam, which is kind of a, 
green blurry view along the floor that the snake is supposed to be on and you're like damn man how do these snakes find anybody they can't see for shit and it's all in green and it takes forever for uh samuel l jackson to say i'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane but actually the premise of the movie is actually not terrible i mean the idea was uh we're gonna take down the entire plane with snakes and you know yes we are trying to kill just this one guy but who gives a shit if we take down the whole plane then um then mission accomplished and so they're going to do that with the snakes oh also i should uh mention uh best worst movie about uh the uh movie troll 2 so the documentary is called best worst movie and it's about all about sort of the cult phenomenon around uh the movie troll 2 and uh troll 2 is this incredibly bad movie but it's it's more than just bad it's confounding like there are just things it's it's italian so you know in the sort of true spirit of fellini and weirdoness you're just like what is this what is going on so uh they catch up with the cast it's actually done by one of the cast members of troll 2 which makes it kind of fun but i have to say i I can't really recommend it because they get the director involved and the director's kind of an asshole and i get it i mean i i get why he's a dick a italian B, he he actually likes the movie. He thinks the movie's good. And on some level, you can tell that he's pissed that everybody's like, this is the worst movie ever made. Yay, Troll 2. And he's like, yeah, no, I really like it. And you guys suck balls. Okay, so before we get to today's topic, I just, there's this one thing I've been thinking about that maybe, maybe it deserves its own show, but I, I, you know, this, we've got a short episode this week, so I'll just throw it in here. So I was thinking about the 70s, right? And the 70s were a decade like the likes of which I don't think we'll ever see again. And, and what I mean by that is everything that happened in the 70s was a tremendous fad. There was nothing that lasted from the 70s. Now, okay, mind you, there was, you know, Led Zeppelin and Ozzy, and, and there was some music that survived. But I'm talking about the big defining eras of the 70s that we'll never, ever see again. And if we are going to see it again, it's going to be on some sort of kitschy, ironic scale. So, musically, uh, you know, disco. Okay, that's never going to come around again. Uh, the the clothing with the huge, super wide lapels, and it's, you know, a color spectrum that went from yellow to brown to orange, and then that was it. That was all you were allowed to use. And, and, and you know, enormous mutton chops, which... I, I know people wear, and I'll be honest with you, it looks stupid. So stop it. Stop it with the huge sideburns. It looks dumb. And just how crazy the 70s were, like, you know, cocaine was at its highest, and, and uh, you know, you had dudes like, you know, Liberace and Paul Lind just being insanely gay, and nobody saying, like, hey, those guys are gay. No, it was just always like... Hey, Liberace, why haven't you found a wife? You know, and it was, and, and what's so crazy too about the 70s is when you consider the fact that between 1900 and 1959, you had 60 solid years of stuff kind of just being the same, right? Like, Everybody sort of dressed in grays and browns and blacks. And, you know, yes, they wore knickerbockers, 
knickers, knicker, knickerbockers, knick, in the in the early part of the century, and then we got long pants in the later part, and oh, okay, you know, wow, that's so crazy and radical. But the 60s came in, and uh, okay, we got some tie-dye, the, the dudes grew their hair out, you know, like, and what was so crazy, like the Beatles considered, were, were considered to have long hair, okay? We're talking about, you know, a Dorothy Hamill haircut. This is not long hair, right? It's not a buzz cut anymore, but it's really, I mean, what was to come? You ain't seen nothing yet. So, for that almost 60 years of the uh, 20th century, really not much change. And then, you know, they have that whole saying in physics that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. I don't know. I don't know where the 70s came from, right? Because they don't really seem to be a reaction against anything. They seem to be their own blip on a radar that came out of nowhere and went nowhere, right? Like, the 80s seemed like a reaction to the 60s, because the 60s were all about, hey, man, can't we all get along? Peace and love, peace and love. Whereas the 80s were like, fuck you, I'm doing this for me, greed is good, you know, that's what we're doing. The 70s, on the other hand, was just like, hey, man, let's party. Let's do some coke, let's have some sex, let's go nuts, let's go to Studio 54, and then... Musically, like, I, I'm not really sure where disco came from, but it all just sort of piggybacked on this thing. You know what? Fuck physics. Physics don't know what the hell it's talking about when it comes to fashion. Because I swear to you, the 70s, they were a reaction to nothing, and they reacted nothing. They were, they were this odd uh, rip in the time-space continuum that was like, 60s, like, if you pulled out the 70s and just threw it away, which, not a bad idea you would get that reaction. You would get the 60s were a reaction to the 50s and the 80s were the reaction to the 60s, but the 70s were just like, I don't know. It's almost like just the the universe just freaked out. It was almost like everybody, and I shouldn't say everybody, obviously my parents, well, you know, my parents still dressed in the style, which I don't recommend, uh, but, but, you know, certainly my parents are not doing coke and going to Studio 54. And in fact, as wild as my parents got, they, the, the craziest musical thing they did was, uh, listen to a Starland vocal band. Little Afternoon Delight. But I'm just saying, on, as a nation on a whole, I don't understand, well, I mean, I guess maybe it was a reaction into the partying of the 60s, and they said, hey man, hey man, uh, they went, oh, all right, well, we'll get to that in a second. They, they saw the partying at Woodstock and everybody doing acid in the 60s, and they were like, screw that, man, let's just ratchet it up. And like, if we're going to party and we're going to drop out and we're going to do this thing, let's do it, man. Let's do it times a million. And then the 70s came in and they said, screw you with your tie-dye. We're going to blow that shit up. But maybe on the other hand, there is the concept of the anomaly, right? Like, uh, I was talking global warming with someone and they said, you know, if you go back and you look, you know, throughout millions of years of history, you'll see spikes in CO2 levels and you can't say why they happened or where they came from. You just notice them and you're like, yep, there's a spike. Oh, okay. And, and you can't explain it. And maybe the whole idea of... Um, 
I think it's uh, City in the Stars uh, by Asimov or uh, one of those, Bradbury, one of those guys, where they talk about the the one freak in the system. Well, The Matrix. The Matrix does all of this a whole bunch. The one freak in the system where, you know, everything changes. And it's interesting, too, about The Matrix is they inserted the freak in the system as part of the system because they understand that that's something that has to be. I'm okay with not knowing where the 70s came from, just as long as I can be rest assured that they ain't going to come around too much longer. Oh, so anyway, so other movies I, I failed to mention uh, that I was uh, watching on my phone. I had a big uh, Kevin Smith love fest for a while, and I watched uh, Clerks 2 and uh, Cop Out. Clerks 2 is a very interesting movie because it, it really seems like sort of Kevin Smith kind of bookending his career in a way. As Clerks 2 came out a few years ago, and uh, he really puts an ending to this whole movie career in a way uh, between the beginning of it at Clerks and now sort of the end of it at Clerks 2. But also kind of weird is he puts his wife in this movie and she makes out with this guy who looks like the thin version of him. And I don't know, man, I think that's kind of weird. But also, I watched uh, Cop Out with uh, Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Nah, I can't recommend it. I, I'm sorry to say. Uh, you know how much I love uh, Kevin Smith, but yeah, don't bother. But what I'm pissed about is the bit where Tracy Morgan goes, Hey, man, uh, which Kevin Smith talked about a whole bunch of times when he was filming this movie, is not in the movie. I mean, you've been listening to this podcast. You know how many times I go, Hey, man, it's not in the movie. I, I don't even have any sort of context around it. Uh. So now I've also been listening to a lot of podcasts. Of course, I don't listen to really music that much anymore. I'm all podcasts. And then lately I've been noticing a scary trend in podcasts where uh, people are yelling about things that uh, either they don't know that much about, but they feel like they're authorities on and or we don't care. You know, like, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, and a lot of them are getting very political, and it's like, yeah, no, don't, I don't, no, I don't trust your political opinion, that's not why I come here, I want I want I want some jokes. And I am concerned now that I, of course, am that guy. I am concerned now that I am the guy who is yelling about stuff he doesn't really know that much about, and, uh, and no one else cares to listen to it. So... I guarantee, so I decided for this podcast, I will yell about something I know something about. All right, I'm not an authority on it, but I know something about it, and that's more than nothing about it. And if you check today's topic, yes, uh, we're going to be talking about urinals, or as I like to call them, piss reflectors. I'm sad to say that really nobody has improved on the hole in the ground when it comes to piss collection. Uh, It seems uh, no matter which way you go with the popular urinal style, there's still lots of problems. Now, of course, hole in the ground, uh, a lot of problems just from the enclosed stink factor, right? You're pissing a hole in the ground. You want a little bit of privacy. You get the outhouse. Outhouse traps all the smells. No good, right? Okay. And then man said, we need a better toilet. Hole in the ground's good, but this traps the stink. So then, uh, some genius said, oh, I, I know, we'll have the trough. Now, the trough is okay. Um, again, privacy, big concern. I don't really like peeing next to other dudes. 
I know, I'm a bit of a prude. I should really just free my mind and let my piss flag fly. But I still don't like it. Uh, and then they have the traditional urinal where it's a, it's a, a little bit of a divider or, or sometimes no divider. And I, again, I don't want to see your dick. So I, or, and I don't really want you seeing my dick either. Call me funny. But, uh, okay. So let's say urinal with divider. Now here's what I, no one ever told me this. And it took me years to figure it out. I probably figured this out five years ago. If you pee anywhere but the main target in a urinal, it's going to splash. It's going everywhere, right? I mean, the fact that they have... Really, a urinal could just be that apple-sized puddle of water and nothing else. Because hitting that water is the only thing that's keeping that pee in the urinal, right? You hit any of that ceramic, it's on you, it's on the floor, it's all over the place. Really, they should just give you a Dixie cup when you walk in and say, here, pee into this and throw it on your way out. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Just totally disposable, just pee into the cup, throw it away, you know, and you could get the cup as close to your dick as you want, you don't have to worry about height. Wow, I've totally revolutionized the urinal. Nice. Anyway, um, so, but no one ever tells you this, right? No one ever says, aim for the water. Because I actually thought the opposite for the longest time. I thought if I hit the water, then it would splash more. But no, the water is the one that keeps it in. Okay. So then, knowing that, some, apparently, now look, I say this, and as I'm saying it, I'm realizing, holy smokes, what if I'm the only one? What if I'm the only one who didn't know that? And everybody else is like, God damn, this guy's an idiot. How old are you? How old are you that you didn't know to aim for the water? Okay, so look, I am clearly not the only one who didn't know this. Because the inventors of the urinal cake, by the way, maybe one of the worst named things ever, right? It just sounds gross. Cake, it kind of ruins cake. Honestly, I mean, you hear the words urinal cake and you're just like, oh, happy birthday to me. Put a candle in it. Uh, I, so anyway, so the inventor of the urinal cake, they, uh, at work, and by the way, if you work at a place where you get, you get your own single serving bathroom, that is freaking great. Oh my God. That, that is really just heaven when you get to go in there and you close the door and you're just in your little room. Ah. Uh, that's fantastic. Just pissing by yourself. So great. But most works don't do that. Oh my God. Okay, wait a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. Well, let me, I'll just do a tangent here. Um, so when I was at uh, my last job, at the retail job, uh, I, I used to try and find the least crowded bathrooms when I had to shit. And uh, so, you know, I would run up to, you know, or I'd go down to the third floor because there were a lot, there were the, the dude, uh, no, there were just a lot fewer people on the third floor. So I'd go down there sometimes, but every once in a while that'd be filled up. So I'd have to go up to like the seventh floor where it's like mostly chicks. So I'm not going to run into too many dudes. And I had a whole shitting strategy. Now, look, I'm not like, I, I wish, I wish I was like one of you guys out there who could shit on a schedule. 
right? You know, I, I, every, I know tons of guys, they get up, you know, they do this or they go home or whatever. And it's like a 24 hour cycle. I would say at best, I'm on a 22 hour cycle. So it keeps just kind of pushing back the clock. And now mind you, I'm not shitting in my sleep. It never gets that bad, but still, uh, I, I wish, I wish I had, and I wish I was one of those guys too who knew ahead of time, like he got like some big, uh, flare in the sky that was like, shit time, you know, get ready. Cause I feel like my body gives me about two minutes, maybe 90 seconds before all hell breaks loose. Literally. And I wish I was one of those guys that's like, Oh, yeah, I feel like something's going on. Maybe I am. Maybe I do know ahead of time, but I'm just not one of those guys who has any interest in sitting on a toilet for half an hour. And, you know, look, Adam Carolla has a new book coming out called In 50 Years, uh, We'll All Be Chicks. And he's got this whole section in it called uh, Guys I Can't Hang With. And I tell you, the, the guy I can't hang with is the guy who takes the newspaper, tucks it under his arm, and says, I'll be in my office if you need me, which means I'll be shitting, which is sad because I think my dad is that guy, and I like my dad. I like hanging out with my dad. I, I don't know. I, I just I, I just hate the idea of sitting on a toilet for a half an hour. I don't know if I find it boring. Well, I know I find it boring, but I just there's something just weird about it. I feel like people who do that like it. Right? Like, they're really, like, moving in and settling down. And it's almost like, you know, being under the covers on a cold day. No, it's not. It's sitting on a toilet with your pants around your ankles. That should not be enjoyable to anyone. Anyway... So these people at work, so anyway, so I tried to find my own uh, shitting environment where I could be alone and at peace and, you know, quickly get in and out. Because it is weird. Like, I, I know I do that thing where I see a pair of shoes in the stall when someone's shitting and I just instantly are like, do I recognize those? Who is that? Who's shitting in here? And then the opposite is true, too. Like, when um, I'm going in and somebody's coming out or, you know, whatever, I always think, like, they were just shitting. And so now where I'm at is uh, the building is literally a city block, right? Uh. And it's, it's an enormously big building. So that bathroom is always jammed with people. Somebody's either going in or coming out or shitting or whatever. So on the top floor of this building, which is only one floor above where we're at, uh, there's, it's all, uh, it's all the cafeteria and big, uh, conference rooms. So it doesn't get a lot of use, especially during the middle of the day. But yet, when I go up there, there are people who have the same shitting strategy that I do. And it's frustrating. Like, I, like, it seemed like in the old place, uh, I was the only one with this sort of shit mania. But now I go up there all the time, and there's only two bathrooms up on the top floor. And I'm just like, oh, damn it. There's somebody with the same shit strategy I have. They found me out. They're copying my shit strategy. So anyway, getting back, the makers of the urinal cake, they put it right in the water. Right, right in the center, and it's got its own little, like, cage over it, and, and so it sits dead center. So these assholes clearly don't understand. And if you, if you shoot the urinal cake with your piss, 
it goes everywhere, right? It's like, you know, I might as well piss on the wall. It has just as much chance of staying in the bowl. Because, you know, it's not like I'm peeing on a sponge. It's it's a hard thing that sort of, you know, slowly crystallizes and breaks down and everything. The only people who ever got the urinal, I can't even say they got it right, but they had the right idea, was uh, the... The uh, Mount Madonna Inn, kind of near uh, where uh, oh, Hearst Castle is and all of that, they are have this world-famous uh, urinal. Again, not much privacy, but it's got the right idea, which is it's a waterfall. So you walk in, and you break the electric eye, and then the water starts flowing. So all the water is going down. And so you can you can piss anywhere you want because it's it's like pissing into a lake with a waterfall in it and and it just it all just gets swept away. Now, I understand that it's probably the not not the most green alternative, but you know, you're going to have to flush anyway. The flushing is a lot of water. If we just have a little bit of water that's just rolling down the back of the urinal while you're pissing. Because, you know, there are all these toilets now have electric eyes in them. So they know when you're there. They know when you're not there. So as soon as you walk up, just starts the waterfall. There you go. And then you can piss wherever you want because the the pond in the bottom has now been blocked. And it's crazy because I'm trying to aim, like, around it. And, and, and how these guys who are theoretically experts in the toilet business. This is their porno convention. This is their thing that they do. They are knee deep in the toilet day in and day out. How they don't know this, that you can't block the pond, just blows my mind. So kids, you know, so a part of this so part of this podcast is what's going on with me, uh, you know, uh, sort of evergreen ideas that I hope people can learn from, from me, you know, from my life experiences and things like that. And uh, if this one falls under the topic of here is my plea for the youth of the future. For the love of God, please make a urinal that works. A urinal that holds all the, the, the piss in it. It gives me some degree of privacy. And one that just doesn't rocket the piss all over the restroom would be awesome. So if anybody out there is listening to this in the future, look, don't bother trying to cure cancer. Either A, we've cured cancer. B, you really need to take a long, hard look at yourself. I mean... Look, we've had a lot of smart people who've been working on cancer for a really long time. What, you think you are going to cure cancer just all of a sudden coming out of the gate? Look at you. I'm going to cure cancer. No, you're probably not. But you can make a contribution, a long-lasting contribution to society. And that is inventing not even perfect. I don't even want to say perfect urinal. I want to say one that just does its job. I mean, honestly, I would, I would sacrifice a little bit of privacy just to get one that doesn't coat me in my own urine. That's all I'm asking. Now, mind you, of course, the privacy issue is really quite simple. All we just need... <laughs> We just need bigger dividers, right? Like, what's what's the half-assed approach to the three-foot divider that's just, you know, localized around your dick? 
I mean, are we really saving that much money by just not having something that, I don't know, goes up another three feet? I mean, aren't we talking about a dollar here and there? I mean, we work at this financial services corporation here. They have four plasma displays, like, you know, 46-inch plasma displays by the elevator on a nonstop loop of our advertising. Okay. Or... We could spend an extra couple of dollars and put up a guard between me and the other dude so I don't have to look at his dick or accidentally look at his dick or he look at my dick. In fact, I don't, I have to say, now that I think about it, there is no divider at all at work. Oh, come on, people. Let's take one of those plasmas and put it between me and him. All right. For 46 inches, that's, that's uh, for almost four feet. That would be an awesome divider between the two of us. But anyway, in the cases where there are dividers, I don't need to make eye contact with this dude while I'm pissing. I I don't care what he's doing over there. I don't care if he's jerking it. I don't care what's going on. This this isn't some sort of self-policing environment where it's like, hey, I, I, I need just enough privacy so I don't see your dick, but not so much privacy that you could be doing blow over there. I don't care. I don't care what the other guy is doing. I'd prefer not to know. So I did check at work. They do have the dividers between the urinals. But then I got a closer look and they're broke. It's broken. Somebody leaned into it because they have uh, braces on both sides of the support. My side that I was looking at totally shattered. So somebody fell into this thing and snapped the braces right off. All right. So for me, for Tyler Durden... For the music of Bright Brown. To all those kids who are going to innovate the next great toilet. This one's for you. Let's do this one more time. Till then. <laughs>